The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoopball DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Mike Patria, joined by my good buddy Dave Menkoff. And we're here. Uh, we're here. We're breaking down this nice little Christmas Day slate, this December 25th card, uh, the holiday slate. Obviously, we're recording this a little bit early, uh, the day before on Christmas Eve. So uh, we, we figured to have most of this news and information available to us, but I uh, just figured to throw that in there. This is always a you know pretty early look podcast, so continue to do your research and, and monitor everything along the way. But uh, Dave, how are you doing over there, brother? I feel like we haven't, you know, we've done a show, actually, I can't say that long ago, maybe about what, a week or two ago, but first morning show I think I've ever done with you. Yeah, no, it's exciting. Uh, have my coffee ready. I'm uh, really excited to pump out some uh, some DFS builds with you. Uh, looking forward to it. How are you doing? I'm doing well, man, and I'm right there with you. If uh, people have been listening for, for a while, they already know I'm, I'm a coffee junkie, so... Uh, probably on my third cup at 10 a.m. It, it's it's bad over here, man. The caffeine runs through the veins, so uh, that's music to my ears. But let's uh, let's just jump right into this, guys. I mean, we got we got some five games to talk about uh, spread throughout the day, from starting at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to the last game 10:30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So uh, there's going to be a lot of people jumping in, getting some action on this Christmas Day slate. So. I always love playing these slates. You tend to have a little bit more fish in the waters, just people that want to get some exposure on the day off uh, with their family or, you know, maybe they're by themselves today. Uh, and, and it's and it's going to be a wonderful time for us to take advantage of it. So uh, we have the New Orleans Pelicans, the Miami Heat, starting, leading us off at 12 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. You thought I was going to break it down first, but we're going to jump right into our ad read first. I've got that. I forgot about that, guys. So I do apologize. Uh, MyBookie.ag, guys, go check them out. They are absolutely fantastic. Uh, you probably missed out on the free Turkey Day free roll. Maybe you didn't, uh, but it was a risk-free bet up to $250. It's just a free shot at doubling your money, pretty much. And if you didn't get on that, uh, what are you doing? But seriously, now's the time to take advantage of MyBookie, where the odds boost, lightning deals, and free bets await all season long. Uh, with the NFL playoffs right around the corner, who knows who these teams are? Uh, we do. Uh, we can help you guys out. A little NFL action over here. You could shoot some messages as, but we're taking advantage of the NBA as well. Uh, just started up 13 games yesterday. A lot of people are going to be jumping in on this Christmas Day slate. And whether you're a first-time customer or you've been playing my bookie for years, there's no shortage of value to be found. And thousands of game lines, unique prop bets, and contests that they offer all week long. So sign up and get reloaded today. Find an edge and make your bet and get paid. And they also have a fully-fledged casino platform that gives you access to classic table, slot, and card games you'd expect to find at any of your local spots. So, uh, And the best part is my bookie's doors never close. So you can do it 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and build your bankroll even after the stadium lights go out. So make that right play. Sign up today at MyBookie and use the promo code HOOPBALL. That's H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L. Uh, to get your deposit matched halfway, all the way up to a thousand bucks. So the terms are simple: you put in two hundred dollars, uh, they'll give you a three hundred dollars into your account to play with. So uh, use that promo code Hoopball. That's H O O P B A L L for a free fifty percent deposit match at MyBookie.ag. So now we'll jump into this, my good friend. So New Orleans Pelicans, uh, Miami Heat. As far as injuries are concerned, we will start with the Pelicans. Uh, they're pretty much good to go for everybody that's uh, in the rotation. Just Wenyan Gabriel is still expected to be out. 
Uh, outside of that, nothing to really be concerned about. And then for Miami, um, same goes for them. Uh, they look like they're tip-top shape other than uh, Mr. Vincent down there, Gabe Vincent. So we don't have anything to worry about as well. I'll pass it off to you. Uh, this game is coming in right now, I uh, believe, at a 229 over-under. Uh, Miami's being favored by five and a half points. So who are you looking at on the Pelicans? Yeah, Mike, it's, it's exciting. Uh, the Pelicans are coming off a disappointing bubble. But uh, as we've seen from uh, night one, um, they look good to go uh, from a DFS perspective and from an NBA perspective. So they're, they're going to be uh, one of my favorite teams to target, I think, all year in DFS. And, and tonight is no different. Um, I know that they're going up against the Heat defense. But the Heat did give up 113 points uh, last night to, to the Magic. So I'm not really too worried about the Pelicans scoring here. Um, what I really love in the Pelicans side um, is their new point guard, uh, Eric Bledsoe. 5,600 coming over from the Bucks. Um, a guy that, you know, throughout his career has, has been a solid contributor. He put up 18 points, six assists, a steal and a block in, in, in heavy minutes, 34 minutes against the Raptors last night. I fully expect him to, to really go off. And at that nice price tag, 5600 um, I don't see any reason why he won't duplicate his performance. Um, he's one of my favorite plays on the Pelican side. The other guys I'm looking at are, are the wings in, um, in Brandon Ingram, 8300 um, Priced pretty well considering he's coming off a game where he put up um, an impressive uh, performance where he almost nearly triple-doubled in an efficient start. Um, 8,300, like him a lot. And then the final piece of the Pelicans that I really love is none other than Zion Williamson, who's expected to really step up uh, this year and really lead the team. Um, and it's exciting to see that he's getting minutes from his coach. He played 30 minutes put up an efficient 15 points, 10 rebounds, a steal on a block. If those defensive numbers continue to hold and he can bump those up a little bit more, 8,100 is a very fair price tag. So I really like him as well. So that rounds out my trifecta of Pelicans. What about you? Uh, you definitely touched on a couple of the guys. I have some, I bled. So, um, I'm with you right there. Uh, you know, if you look at it, uh, on DK, you're going down there, you'll see that first, uh, you know, Miami was first against opposing point guards. Uh, I, you know, some people get scared off by that. Don't let it scare you. That's something that we just take advantage of. Eric Bledsoe will be just fine in this matchup. Uh, 5,600, I think that's a very fair price tag. You talked about his debut with the Pelicans. The minutes are what I'm most concerned with, and he played plenty of them, 34. And he's got shooting guard eligibility as well, so he's point guard and shooting guard eligible. So it allows us to slot him in there in multiple spots. But um, I'm kind of with the backcourt. So along with Bledsoe, I'm going to be looking at a little bit of Lonzo Ball. Uh, 6,500. I think Lonzo, he looked good, man. That jump shot looked reform. He looked clean. Uh, he looks energetic. He's going to be playing, uh, you know, a lot of that on ball, but now it looks like he's going to be playing a little bit of off ball. So it's going to be Bledsoe primarily playing a little bit of the point and they're going to let Lonzo shoot. And I expect his usage to climb up there a little bit this season. So, uh, he's a guy that I'm definitely targeting and he played pretty well against Miami last year. It was only one game, but uh, he managed to, uh, you know, almost put up a triple double at 16, 9, and 8. Miami's pretty much trotting out uh, almost the same lineup outside a little bit of more Harkless um, that they did last season. So I, I have some interest in both these guys. And if you wanted to look at a guy like, you know, J.J. Redick, uh, he's still playing decent minutes coming off the bench. He's only 4,400 shooting guard and small forward eligibility. If you're not spending up at small forward, uh, it's kind of tough to find a guy that you could really buy into. So those are the three guys I have a lot of interest in. I'm, I'm, you know, I don't mind Brandon Ingram. 
I expect him to draw some some pretty heavy ownership at that price tag. I still think that price is way too cheap for him. He did not fare so well in this matchup last season against Miami, whether it was the Jimmy Butler factor, whether it's Bam. They have multiple guys that they can use on him and, and kind of cause that fit. So I would expect him to defer a little bit more in this kind of matchup. Um, still a very good option, though. Not going to not gonna take anything away from him. Him and Zion. I think I don't know who they're going to throw at Zion, uh, to be honest. It's just... I want to see more than that 30-minute mark. I want to see him play 32, 34, because uh, now he's got some usage to spread around. You know, Ingram's still going to be the number one dog on this team. Lonzo's getting some shots. Bledsoe's getting some shots. Uh, Zion should lead, be second on the team in, in shot attempts, uh, but I still want to see just a few more minutes before I pay AK. What about on this Miami side of the ball, though? So we have some some decent action. It's actually an up-paced game for Miami. So uh, I definitely have some interest. I think a lot of these guys are you know a little underpriced. But uh, I'll swing it over to you to get your opinions first on you know Butler and Bam, the two top dogs. Uh, are you targeting either one of these guys? Absolutely. I'm actually targeting both guys. Uh, Jimmy Butler coming off season debut. You know, priced eight thousand. Uh, he's a guy that absolutely crushed uh, from a from a DFS perspective um, against the Magic. He put up uh, outstanding game, all around game as as he does. Nineteen points, three rebounds, seven assists, and a whopping seven steals. So he's a guy that I'm really going to be looking at quite a bit. Um, and he's got the he's got the eligibility as well um, as as a, in the forward position. So I like him quite a bit um, as as even a pivot to. Brandon Ingram on, on tomorrow's slate. So I, I like him quite a bit. Uh, and then you mentioned Bam Adebayo. I mean, he's, he's really coming into his own. He's no longer a secret uh, around the league, and he's a guy that's going to put up numbers, uh, especially against the, against the Pelicans in, in this case. I really like him. He's coming off a game where he put up 25 points, 11 rebounds, on an efficient 11 out of 16 shooting. So I fully expect him to also step up and, and really play well. And his price tag is even lower um, than uh, than Zion, than sorry than Jimmy Butler's. So I like him a lot in in this type of matchup. Seven eight hundred. Um, he's he's one of the the higher price centers on on tonight's slate on tomorrow's slate. Sorry, but I really like him quite a bit. Um, they are two of my favorite plays on the Heat, and probably the only two guys I'm really putting a lot of target into on the Heat side. What about you? I'm right there with you, buddy. Those are my two absolute favorite plays, or two of my favorite plays on this slate. They're right here in the early game, so uh, I don't expect them to be, uh, you know, low owned or anything. Just like you said, I think they're both underpriced. Uh, they both played well in, the, in this matchup last season. Jimmy Butler, uh, 8K is just far too cheap. And you know, the one worry that we had is that you know the Heat did play in the NBA Finals, where they're going to be limited early on. Uh, these guys both played plenty of minutes in that last game, so that takes the concern away from me. Butler's averaged 52 DK points against his team in two games across 37 minutes last season. So sign me up for both those guys. Butler's part of the reason why, like you said, I won't be playing too much Ingram uh, simply because he's $300 cheaper than Ingram. I like him a little bit better in this matchup as well. And I'll probably have at least one of those guys in every lineup, whether it's Bam or Butler, uh, and then kind of, you know, branch off and do other things and, uh, you know, probably throw in a couple other pivot plays as well. But those two guys are going to be foundational pieces in my lineups. And that's probably it. I'm with you. I don't think we can look at anybody else. Mo Harkless at 3600 might be a decent value play. Uh, it's just going to be a tough matchup. They might have to go a little bit bigger with uh, with Zion playing power forward against Adams. So uh, that's one thing that we'll have to monitor. And if that's the case, you know, maybe Kelly Olynyk draws an extra couple of minutes. Uh, you know, we might even see a guy like Butler try to take the challenge. So that's to be seen. Um, 
maybe we get a little bit of news. It's the first game on the slate, so monitor that. We should get an idea what the starting look, lineup looks like before the slate locks. But we'll keep it moving to the next game, man. We have Golden State going against Milwaukee. Uh, this game is coming in at a 233.5 over under. Milwaukee being favored by 7.5 points. Uh, games play, taking place in Milwaukee. Uh, Golden State just got blown out on that opening night. It was just, it was not fun basketball to watch. It was great to see Durant and Kyrie kind of do their thing and come back. But uh, we were kind of open for a little bit more of a competitive game. Nonetheless, uh, they get a chance to kind of bounce back here against another super tough opponent, another Eastern Conference powerhouse. So Steph Curry coming in at 10-2, one of the higher priced guys on the slate. We have a lot of guys that we can spend up on. Is he one of the guys that you're targeting? Yeah. Um, Steph Curry is certainly in play. Um, the only thing that you, you definitely touched upon it is, is the worry here in this type of matchup. The, the seven and a half points is being generous to the Warriors, I think, um, given you know how they played in an opening night and the fact that the Bucks are going to be coming in extremely motivated and angry after their last second loss to the Celtics uh, the night before. So um, I'm going to be leaning heavily at this game being more of a, a 10 or 15 point spread, in uh, which case Steph Curry is not going to get anything close to 30 minutes, most likely, if, if the game ends up being a blowout. So he's going to be a guy that I'll be targeting, but not as much given the expectation of, of game flow. And at 10 to um, there are other guys in that price range um, that I, I would be more in consideration for both in, in my lineup. So what about you? Yeah, I'm kind of there with you. I, I think um, you know this, this game definitely has a little risk associated to it. I don't necessarily think it's gonna, you know, I'm not gonna consider it a full on blowout and just you know go full on fade. But if I were to play any of the expensive guys on this Golden State side of the ball, it probably wouldn't be Ubre, it wouldn't be Wiggins. I would just go straight up to that Curry price tag. Um, I expect him to be a little contrarian also because a lot of people are gonna think that same way. So I do not, you know, in your GPPs in your tournaments, so you're making uh, 10, 15 lineups, whatever it may be. Uh, don't completely fade him. I definitely think he's worth ownership in those kinds of uh, in those kinds of situations in those kinds of contests. Uh, it, like I said, low ownership. Um, I just don't expect it to be there for him. And it's Steph Curry. Uh, this dude can go off any given night. We understand that Milwaukee did struggle against three pointers last season, so that's their one Achilles heel. And I can imagine maybe the best three point shooter in the league having something to do with that. Sure, uh, but he, he'd be a, he'd probably be one of my lower owned high priced guys. Uh, the only guys I'm really looking at on Golden State are the guys in the front court. Um, I have some interest in Marquise Chris, 4,300. Came off the bench in that last one. Uh, played well. Uh, you know, he's always a DFS darling, a nice point-per-minute type of guy who can easily double-double pretty quickly. So I'd expect him, you know, Wiseman, as they're slowly ramping him up again, you know, he may see one or two more minutes. It's not like he's going to get thrown straight into 30, uh, especially in this sort of matchup where we might have to see a little bit of both those guys playing next to each other uh, with Draymond Green ruled out. So... Um, I do like me some Marquise Chris at 4,300 center eligible. Uh, and then if you want to take another stab at Pascal, it's this dude's get, he's walking through a gauntlet right now. He steps up, uh, starts for Draymond, goes against Kevin Durant, steps up, starts, has to go against uh, Giannis now. So uh, we could, he could be in, in, in store for much of the same of just getting toasted and, you know, getting pulled and then trying to go someone else. Uh, and if that's the case, you know, he's still he's still in play, though. Um, you'll probably see a lot of people kind of pivot off with the sour taste in their mouth. But what do you think about those value plays in Pascal and Chris? I actually love uh, Pascal. You definitely called 
card a little bit. 4,700. I mean, that price tag is, is a little bit sus- suspect, uh, in my opinion, based on what we've seen from opening night. But he's a guy that has proven that he can he can play and play well. And, and given, you know, the, uh, the option of this game being a potential blowout, he's a guy that I'm looking at. Marquise Chris is probably a better target, at 400 less at the center position. Um, he's actually one of my favorite GPP plays um, of the entire slate, just given, again, the, the blowout potential. And then the final guy that, that I'll have some interest in, although he's now priced up a little bit, is James Weissman, the, the amazing uh, lottery pick that they brought in. He's showing a lot of talent, um, and they're not afraid to play him, even in a blowout scenario. So he's a guy that could end up um, getting a lot of run and putting up a potential double-double. So he's a guy that his price tag is, is right in the middle of all the centers uh, on, on, on tomorrow's slates. So he's a guy that I'll be looking at just a little bit as another GPP potential option as well. Absolutely, man. Let's keep it moving to Milwaukee now. Uh, Giannis, 10-9, coming off of a pretty good game. Uh, he did he did have a little blemish uh, at the end of that Boston game, but uh, nonetheless, 10-9, it still feels like it's slightly underpriced for Giannis. Um, 10-9, I, I can see myself having shares. It's going to be tough, like I said, or like you said, if you're game scripting this in, in the kind of format that you are, I can't see yourself landing on Giannis too much. If you think it could get out of hand, he'd be the first guy that sits down. Uh, but you tell me, is Giannis somebody that you're kind of crossing off your board as one of these high-priced guys, or you keep him in your player pool? Giannis is definitely in my player pool because he is Giannis. Uh, he's a guy that's, uh, that can put up numbers in limited action. One of the few guys, I think, in the NBA that can really do that. Um, so even if he, even if it's a blowout, if he gets 25, 30 minutes, he can still put up value. It's, it's more of a, a question mark. So he's a guy that I'm going to have a little bit in my pools. But as you touched on, there are other guys in a little bit better matchups that are in a similar price tag that I'll probably be putting in my lineups a little bit more than Giannis. But on, on, the, on the Milwaukee side, there's a bunch of guys that I really like, and, and they could potentially be low-owned as well. Um, so the, there are a couple guys that I'm really looking at, and, and those guys are Chris Middleton uh, coming off a, a monster game uh, yesterday. 7400 um, that's a price tag that's absolutely in play. He's probably my favorite play of this entire matchup. Uh, just given that price tag and given his confidence level, um, I really like him, and he's a guy that's going to get plenty of minutes. Uh, if this if this game gets out of hand, he still should, should get minutes uh, near thirty, and he should easily be able to hit value. And then another guy in the backcourt on the Milwaukee side is Dante Divincenzo, the new starting shooting guard. I really like him, forty seven hundred, a guy that's again going to get plenty of run, um, regardless of of game script here. Um, really showing a lot more confidence this year, coming off a game where, where he put up 15 points. He was able to also throw in um, some defensive stats with two steals as well. So I like him uh, in this matchup. And at that price tag, he's going to be in a lot of my lineups for sure. What about you? I'm with you. Uh, DiVincenzo seems like he's a great cash uh, cash value play. 4700 There still feels like there's a little meat left on that bone uh, where, you know, the guy that can go out there and put up about 25 DK points on a regular night. So uh, I do like me some DiVincenzo. He also feels like he's pretty blowout proof. Um, should play around 24 to 27 minutes regardless of the score. So you could sign me up for him. Uh, I'll take some. And Middleton, I think, is another great and solid option. Like if you're trying to get some exposure and you, you know, uh, you have to pick your poison with these priced up guys. It's going to be tough to get two of them in there. Um, you know, I think the optimal build might just be to have one of these high priced guys in there. Uh, you you know, we will talk about some value. I will run some stars and scrubs. Don't get me wrong. 
Uh, but the optimal build feels like it's having, you know, two of these guys and sprinkling some share maybe with one of those Miami guys and uh, hitting some of these mid-price guys. We'll get to some of them later on as well. And if you wanted to, you know, spend up somewhere else and still hit this game with a mid-price guy, Middleton's the way I would do it. I prefer him over Holiday at very similar price tags. I like his position eligibility more, being small forward. Like I said, if you're not spending up on LeBron or Durant, um, it's kind of tough to find someone that you you feel confident in. So I'm with you. Those two guys are probably my two primary targets. I will not probably be going to any Bobby Portis. He does make sense as a GPP uh, you know, pivot at that price tag if you want to play him. Sure, I don't mind it, but I don't think I'll have too many shares. I'll leave it to DiVincenzo and Middleton for me, and then I'll keep it moving to the next game. So we have Brooklyn going against Boston. Uh, this game's coming in at a 227 over under. Brooklyn being favored by one. So Vegas is expecting a pretty tight game in this one. Uh, and it was fun, man. It, you know, Brooklyn did my, uh, mop the floor with Golden State in that last one. But it was it was nice seeing Durant take the court. And he looked good, man. He looked just kind of like his old self, uh, you know, in, in a little bit of a limited fashion. I, I think, you know, that's probably about uh, yeah, 20% away from what Durant should and could be still. So, I'm expecting some step forwards with this guy, but uh, you know, enough with me talking as far as injuries are concerned, we don't really have anything to really worry about in this one ex- at all, except for just what we know. Kemba Walker uh, is still going to be out. We're not expecting him back for at least, you know, at least a month, I would say. Uh, and then Lil, uh, Romeo Langford taco fallout pass over to you, Brooklyn. Uh, who are you targeting? We have some high priced guys, but obviously we, we are still getting a little bit of a discount on Durant and Kyrie, but could we trust them in this matchup? Absolutely. Uh, Going into this matchup, I mean, this is one of the games that I'm going to be really looking at from a DFS perspective, just because of the just because of the the relatively decent total, but also the fact that it's two two teams that have um, playoff considerations. So I really like this matchup quite a bit. um, And I think it's going to end up being a high scoring affair, very close battle. So I really love on the Brooklyn side. You mentioned it. Kyrie Irving, eighty nine hundred. That price tag seems a bit low, um, and that's coming off a game where he didn't really have to do much in that blowout win against the Warriors, and he still put up 26 points, four rebounds, and four assists, 25 minutes. I expect him to get 35 minutes in this game, and then at that price at 8,900, he's probably one of my favorite um, point guard plays on the entire slate, Um, so he's going to be in in a lot of my lineups, just given uh, the game script. I also love, you mentioned Kevin Durant, 9,400. Um, he's a guy that, you know, that price tag is, is, is creeping up there, but it's still relatively low given his, his abilities. So I like him a lot. Um, and, and I would say those two are definitely some of my favorite plays on, on the Brooklyn Nets side. Karis LeVert coming off a, a fantastic game. He's at 7,200 in, in this type of matchup. Normally, I would have a little more shares of Karis LeVert, but given how close his game is going to be, um, I, I don't know if he's going to necessarily hit value in, in this situation. So for me, it's going to start and end with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant in a lot of my lineups. What about you? Um, I'm with you on Kyrie, the the revenge narrative as well. Uh, you know, coming back to Boston, he will be in the garden again. Um, you know, it was a little bit of uh, bad blood for some of the fans when Irving left there. A lot of the players said they respect Irving. They love him. They respect his talent, the whole nine. But you got to imagine that there's a little bit of uh, get up in this game. Um, you know, so I, I, I do like Irving. I think I prefer Irving over Durant at this point, 8,900. You know, there is that uh, positionality where we, we talked about a few point guard options and a lot of our values at guard as well, where it might make more sense from a construction standpoint to go with Durant. But I think both these guys very much in play. Also with you on the Levert call, I won't be play, paying 7,200 for Levert. 
Uh, I'm not expecting another blowout necessarily where he's going to get to just chuck his life away. Uh, that And that, that was the case. So I'll, I'll pass on that price tag with LeVert. I'll pass on Allen at 6,400 with him just backing up DeAndre Jordan at this point, play 20 minutes in that blowout. Um, I want to see that price tag come down to at least the you know low fives before I'm considering him if he's only playing 20 minutes. Uh, and then there's you know the, some of the other guys like Dinwiddie, Joe Harris. These guys are in play. I think they're Kachuri and GPP plays at best. Um, I don't see them being in you know stable cash plays. I also want to see what this Nets usage looks like if Durant and Kyrie, like you said, do have to play 30 plus minutes. Um, you know what are these shot attempts looking like when these guys are only playing 25 minutes? Sure, uh, anybody can shoot. Uh, anybody's allowed to shoot. Everybody gets the green light. But when these guys are on the court, the the usage is going to get funneled through them. So. I'm expecting bigger games from them, less from the bench guys, and less from uh, some of these ancillary pieces. And if you want to look at DeAndre Jordan, I do like the matchup. Boston, they brought in Tristan Thompson. Doesn't make them any better defensively, in my opinion. Uh, but, you know, you're pretty much solely relying on that rebounding upside and some of his defensive stats. So 5,600, he's in play. Not going to cross him out, but he's, def- he's definitely not one of my like, you know top center options. Uh, so that's probably where I'll, I'll keep it. I'm going to go with Kyrie Irving. I think obviously that's my top play on this Durant for positionality. And then if you wanted to look at a little DeAndre Jordan, sure, why not? Uh, but I think there's definitely some better things on this Boston side, and that's kind of uh, you know some of the guys that are drawing my my intrigue. And you know we saw Tatum uh, in that last one and Brown. Both of them just had the usage funneled through them. Uh, it was kind of the first look that we got to see with the Kemba and Haywardless Celtics now. Uh, and I just consider this to be the norm. I don't know if they'll get this many shot attempts. Uh, you know, Brown uh, just absolutely scorched. Uh, but at 7K, Jalen Brown's coming in as one of my, you know, one of my favorite plays on the Celtics uh, side of the ball. But where are you at with Tatum and Brown? Do you prefer one over the other? Yeah, you really nailed it in terms of, of who we're looking at in, in this in this case for the Celtics. I mean, Jalen Brown, a guy that's coming in with a lot of hype this season, a guy that's really starting to gel, and you touched on it, you know, the usage is going to be there. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily going to be 25 shots a game, 24 shots a game, but, you know, at that efficiency, he's got a well-rounded game now. He's, he's throwing up threes. He gets defensive stats, which is exciting too. And he's a guy at 7,000. He's a guy that's going to be in a lot of my lineups at that mid-tier price. Um, and Tatum, well, I'll have some exposure to, not as much, only because of, the 2300 price difference uh, between the two. Um, so I'll probably have a, a mix of either Tatum and Brown, but I'll be mostly targeting Brown uh, on the Celtics side. And then on the Celtics side, another guy that I'll be looking at um, is the backup point guard, the new backup point guard, I should say, Jeff Teague, 4,200, played 25 minutes against the Bucks, um, gets steals. Um, he was pretty efficient. He scored 19 points and 15 shots, um, can make threes. And at that price tag, I mean, he's going to be one of the guys that you're going to need to throw into your lineups um, as a GPP play, but also as a guy to, to really spend up on a lot of a lot of the more higher priced 10,000 K uh, players on, on, on tomorrow's slate. So I really like Jeff Teague as well um, on the Celtics side. What about you? I'm there. Uh, I'm right there with you. I think Jeff Teague, I alluded to it, I think, a couple minutes ago with, you know, there being so much guard option and guard value that we could choose from that, you know, maybe the more optimal approach might be to spend up on some of these forward spots. But uh, he's definitely a guy that I'm keeping my eye on. I do like Marcus Smart. I don't like the price tag, though. 6700 is too much. Uh, just a little little too much for me, uh, a little too rich for my blood when Jalen Brown's only $300 more. So uh, I'm with you. I think Brown and Teague are my top options. It's going to be tough for me to spend up on Tatum when I think Brown is probably the better point per dollar play. I think they both um, are in decent and good spots. 
but I, I probably prefer Brown over him. And then we'll get to like Kawhi Leonard later, who I think I prefer over Tatum for only $500 more. So that's it for me. It's, it's just Brown and Teague. I wouldn't be surprised if we see a, uh, a little bit of Grant Williams play uh, a little extra. He's only 3,100, not a guy that I would uh, have a lot of confidence in. He'd be like a GPP dart throw type player. Uh, but you got to imagine that they're not going to go double big with Tyson Thompson uh, with Durant playing the four. They'll probably have to end up either sliding Tatum over or we'll see Williams start. So keep your eye on that. We'll, we might have that news before the lineup uh, lineups locked and tip off. But that's it for me. We'll uh, we'll keep it moving. But before we do, just another quick shout out to one of our presenting sponsors. Uh, you guys heard me talk about it for probably like a week, a week and a half ago. Uh, it came in, boys and girls. We have the Weed Whacker nose and ear trimmer. Uh, I love this thing, man. It came in and it's fantastic. I don't know if you've uh, if you've checked it out yet, Dave. Uh, but Manscaped's changing the game, uh, and they have so many different products that they do so with. With the Lawnmower 3.0, the ear and nose hair trimmer, uh, they have the perfect package kit you can get, and it just gives you a little bit of all the goodness uh, from the conditioner to the body wash to everything. Uh, so if you guys head over there, use the promo code Hoopball20, you get 20% off plus free shipping. Uh, it's not too late to get a you know last minute gift. Uh, and you can get it sent right to your special someone. So 20% off plus free shipping. Promo code is HOOPBALL20. That is H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L-2-0. So check them out. Uh, and then you probably heard us talk about the Bruise Letter. And if you haven't signed up for it, I, I honestly don't know what you guys are doing at this point. Uh, it's absolutely free. And the only way you can do it is if you visit HoopBall. That's hoop-ball.com. Uh, and sign up for it. And it's a one-of-a-kind uh, email sent to you on a weekly basis from our founding father over here, Aaron Bruski, uh, the pod father, uh, the fantasy father himself, uh, with all of his little information that he just kind of dives through and dissects throughout the week and big things that can really elevate your fantasy game, whether it's year-long or DFS, you'll find little tidbits in there. So sign up for the Bruise Letter, guys. It's absolutely free, and the only way you can view it and see it and get any of that good content is if you sign up for it subscribe with your email and get it sent to you on a weekly basis so we'll keep it moving man we have this uh this next game dallas going against la 230 over under lakers being favored by seven so it's the second largest spread on the night uh and that is uh next to that milwaukee golden state game coming in at seven and a half so we got to look at dallas man luka Doncic. it's it's always it's always glamoring for me to talk about him but they're still without porzingis uh, at 10-7, he's coming in as one of the higher-priced guys on this slate, but it's for good reason. I still think it's the theme of it. I think all these high-priced guys are still a little underpriced. We're going to start to see some guys creep over 11 eventually, uh, Doncic being one of them. Um, the Laker matchup doesn't necessarily scare me off. Doncic steps up in big games. He was a little disappointed in himself after that last one. So I'm expecting a nice little bounce-back game from Luka on Christmas Day at 10-7. But uh, why don't you break down... You know, I, I that's the easy call. You know, Luka Doncic is going to be good. Uh, why don't you break down some things for our listeners that you're staring at, maybe some value that we might be able to find on this Dallas team. Yeah, no, you definitely touched on it. I mean, Luka's coming off a disappointing game where he put up, he still put up uh, an, an impressive performance considering it was a disappointing Bryce Sanders, 32 points, eight rebounds, five assists, no extras. But um, I like him a lot in this matchup, a marquee matchup uh, going up against LeBron. Definitely. Uh, a, a great opportunity. He's putting up in four career games against the Lakers, 54 fantasy points. So um, I like him a lot as, as far as a high-priced option on, on the entire slate. Um, in terms of value positions, you got Josh Richardson, 5,400. He's a guy that's coming off a solid for performance where he's starting to really learn the ropes, getting together with, with, um, with his new team. 
Um, I, I know he didn't put up necessarily a great game, but 12.7 rebounds, assists, and a steal. Um, I expect him to have a bounce back year. And at that 5,400 price tag, he's a guy that I'll, I'll have some consideration for. Um, in terms of the, the front court, it, it's a little bit tricky um, to, to really target this front court, um, given all the question marks and given Frizing is out. Um, you know, there's certainly opportunity. Uh, I'll have some shares of, of some of the some of the guys, including Maxi Kleber, 3,500. You know, he's a guy that's going to get minutes. He put up 10.3 rebounds and assists uh, last night, but I really expect him um, to step up in this type of matchup. And at that that bottom price, 3,500, he's a guy that I'll have in some lineups as well. Um, and he's got that forward and center eligibility. So he's going to be a guy that's going to have a little bit of, of targeting opportunity uh, to really build around. So I like him. Um, I don't have a lot of interest in the other starting center, um, Dwight Powell, uh, a guy that's a pretty yo- yo- uh, sorry, apologies, low usage and 5,100. I much prefer the cost savings with Maxi Kleber. What about you? Yep, you hit it. Uh, that's what I'm looking at, too. I, there is some value for me. I think it's in Kleber at 3,500. I also think there's some in Dorian Finney-Smith at 4,800. Uh, he's like their super utility guy. They're going to need both these guys to step up with uh, going against Davis and going against Gasol. Uh, yes, they got Powell back, but... Powell's still going to be playing limited minutes. These guys are a little bit more versatile than him. He's coming off that Achilles injury. Uh, he played only about 21 minutes, I think, in that last game. So we got to see Dorian Finney-Smith also. I think he was second on the team in minutes. So I expect both these guys to get some pretty decent run. Uh, you know, I would say Finney-Smith probably being the the safer cash option. Uh, while, you know, Kleber at 3,500, you could even look at him in cash just because you're not, you don't really need much of a return from him. Uh, you know, 15 to 20 DK points would be, you know, splendid. Uh, but he's definitely uh, a little risk involved. We've been, I think we've all been burned by Max Kleber at least once or twice in our, in our DFS career. So 3,500, though, still an excellent play. Those are the three guys I'm mainly looking at. It's Luca, it's those two guys. I don't mind Richardson. He should be second on the team in usage uh, in shot attempts at 5,400. If you want to get exposure to this game and you're spending up on someone other than Luca, uh, you don't, you don't want to use those front courts. Sure. He's got that small forward eligibility and that's where he comes into play. Uh, but I think some of these cheaper guards that we mentioned earlier, your DiVincenzos, uh, maybe your Teagues, uh, still take precedence for me over him uh, if you're looking at him at that guard position. So that's kind of how I'm rolling with them. Uh, I'm ready to slide over the Lakers if you are. Let's do it. Perfect, brother. We have uh, the L.A. Lakers. So uh, as we know, um, LeBron James said uh, his ankle is feeling pretty good. Uh, doesn't expect the injury to affect his status for this. Keep an eye on it. He's got a questionable tag, but I'd be surprised if LeBron doesn't suit up on Christmas Day. Uh, outside of that, that's there's nothing else we really need to monitor for for injuries news. And I'll just slide it over to you, man. I mean, this this Laker team, they uh, they looked good. Um, they struggled in that first quarter, going down quick. I kind of bit my uh, bit my tongue. I was talking junk to Santino while we were recording the podcast, uh, and then they came back and you know still didn't still didn't be able to get it done but uh they kind of looked a little bit better in that second half but davis and lebron were both were slightly limited in that and i think that's what a lot of us were anticipating when we were coming into the season um a lot of the players hinted at it that if this game if this season starts in december these guys are you know they're gonna sit games they're gonna be resting here and there but what could we expect from them on and a you know premier showtime slate uh showtime game christmas day uh everyone's watching family's watching what can we expect minutes wise do you think from these two big studs yeah, I mean, the fact that it's a marquee matchup on Christmas Day will definitely bump up the minutes. Uh, LeBron's coming in at 10,000, uh, certainly in play. Um, you know, the, the, the injury is slightly worrisome. Um, you know, his, his ankle feels pretty good, you know, but, uh, you know, a guy that's 
that's getting up there in age. Um, it's certainly, I think, going to be cautious, even if it's a Christmas Day matchup, because the Lakers are, are really built for the postseason. So I don't know how much he's going to play, but he should get minutes, uh, close to 30 minutes anyway. Uh, at $10,000, he's certainly going to be in play. Um, and he's going to be in a lot of my lineups, uh, given his price tag. And then the other, the other big stud in the front court is Anthony Davis, 10300 Coming off a very pedestrian performance, I fully expect him to bounce back uh, in this type of matchup against the Mavs' um, weak front court. Um, he should put up, have no problem putting up uh, one of his uh, prototypical monster games. Um, so I like him a little bit as well at 10300 if I have to choose between LeBron or Anthony Davis, I'll, I'll pay up the extra 300 and, and go Anthony Davis route. Um, but the other big surprise, the new addition to the Lakers, uh, two actually, the, the first one, Dan, Dennis Schroeder, um, their new starting guard, um, who they're giving the keys to the offense right away, it looks like. Um, he's coming in at a price tag that's, that's fairly affordable given his potential. He, he put up a pretty monstrous game, inefficient scoring, but... 14 points, 12 rebounds, and 8 assists in 28 minutes against the, the loss against the Clippers. But I like him a lot. Um, his price tag's in the 6000 range, 6300 Um, I would like him a little bit more if he was in the 5000s But I still think he's going to be in play and potential GPP option um, on the entire slate. And then the other guy, Montrezl, uh, the, the center... Uh, they're a backup center, but a guy that's going to get starter minutes uh, as long as he keeps playing well with a lot of his energy that he, he's known for. Coming off a, a nice double-double against the Clippers, uh, his price tag's also hovering around 6000 right now. Um, I would jump on that uh, if, if, if he fits your build. Uh, the center position, there's a lot of, a lot of good centers uh, on the entire slate, so it's a question of, of price point um, and, and price building. But I like him a lot, too, on the Lakers side. What about you? Um, I'm with you. I think both of these big names are definitely in play with LeBron and Davis. Uh, do I get maximum exposure to them? Probably not. I think I prefer Luka. Uh, I think I might prefer Kawhi in the next game over both these guys. But I'm not going to eliminate them from my player pool. But I think if I had to pick one of them, I'd probably be playing uh, more Davis than on LeBron, and I don't feel comfortable saying it. It's just simply I expect LeBron with the veteran leadership that he has to continue letting some of these new guys get a little bit more acclimated. Uh, and Davis, you know, like you said, coming over a little, coming off a little bit of a disappointing game. Uh, it should be in a premier matchup. Dallas doesn't really have too many guys that they can throw at Davis effectively and expect uh, to be real, you know, stoppers. I, I, we could say the same about LeBron James, but no team really has that. Uh, Schroeder at 6,300. Like you said, he's coming off of a fantastic debut with the Lakers. I would not expect another double-digit rebounding game. That's the only thing. Uh, even the eight assists, you know, that's that's somewhat in the norm. He's a guy that can easily dish it out. Um, but again, I, I I'm probably going to pass on him at 63. You know, I'm not going to completely cross him off. I'll have a couple shares. I do plan on, you know, building plenty of lineups on this slate. It's going to be a fun slate. But uh, I expect a lot of ownership to go to him. I expect a lot of people to kind of chase that game. And, you know, if the ownership is going to be anywhere near, you know, 25, 30 percent, um, I might hop off of that and, and kind of look elsewhere. I mean, we talked about a couple of guys that, you know, are, I wouldn't say are necessarily similarly priced, but, you know, Jalen Brown, only $700 more. I'd much prefer Jalen Brown in that kind of situation. Um, I would prefer him over guys like Marcus Smart, but, you know, Lonzo Ball's another guy, 6,500. He's only 300 more. I think I prefer Ball over him. So I'm, I'm probably going to end up, you know, shying away from uh, the Schroederness and uh, get my exposure elsewhere. 
and it's it's not a it's not a knock on Schroeder necessarily. It's just I think those other guys are in good spots as well, and the ownership's going to be there. Uh, anybody else on this team? Because I'm I, you know I don't know Montrez Harrell. I can see playing six K. I don't know how much of a value he necessarily is. He's definitely in play. I prefer him over Schroeder, but I'm not playing Kuzma. I'm not playing Gasol. I'm not playing Caruso or Matthews or any of these other ancillary guys. Um, you know, maybe a Caldwell Pope here and there, but even then, you know, we have better value in DiVincenzo and some of these other guys we talked about. So I, I'm trying to be very uh, concise with my player pool on this Christmas Day slate. I want to, you know, really hone in on the guys. I'm willing to take what off the chin if I cross a guy off that, that you know, breaks out and goes off. But uh, I kind of got to, you know, plant my flag on some of these guys. And that's kind of what I'm trying to do. And I think Schroeder, at the end of the day, he might not make my cut. Uh, how do you feel about that, man? Is that is that all right? I know you were just high on him, I, and I respect it, and I'm kind of, you know, I, I see why. Uh, he's going to have a monster role with this team, but I'm kind of fading that ownership. I think it's going to be there. Yeah, I, I think it's an ownership play, to be honest. Um, I, I like Schroeder, but only if he's under 15, 15, under 15% owned on the slate. Um, if, if he ends up being one of the more chalkier guys, at that price tag, I'll probably also probably um, have a little bit less less shares of him, to, to be honest with you. Yeah, and that's the thing. I don't I don't know if he's necessarily going to be chalky. I think a lot of people are going to take this approach of saying, you know, AD and LeBron are kind of easing back in. Uh, he's 6,300. That's a fair price tag for him. Uh, you know, and a lot of people might go that way. And he still he should still very well have a good game. But if I can get somebody that you know is half the ownership, like Alonzo Ball, and he does just as good, potentially better, that's that's where I'm looking to attack this slate. So we'll go with that, man, and we'll just uh, we'll keep it moving to the final game of the night. We have the Los Angeles Clippers going against what seems to be their new rivals, uh, the Denver Nuggets. And I'm pretty excited about this game. It's a late game. It's going to be the most fun game, in my opinion. 222 over or under, so it's actually the lowest on the slate. Uh, Clippers are being favored by two points in this one. As far as injuries are concerned for the Clippers, Marcus Morris Sr., uh, he's being listed as questionable. He did not play in that last one. He's been dealing with knee soreness. I would not expect him to suit up in this one, but it's something worth uh, monitoring. And then for Denver, uh, nothing really to pay attention to except for Michael Green. Uh, he's already been ruled out uh, of the season opener, and I would be doubt. I would doubt he plays in this one as well. He's been dealing with that calf soreness. They have the depth where uh, they can manage. So I'll uh, I'll pass it over to you for this Clippers. We'll start with the away team. Uh, I have some interest in a couple of these guys, uh, but why don't you tell me about who you're really looking at? Yeah, it's it's certainly interesting. Um, you know, the Clippers are a team that, you know, obviously coming off a great game against the Lakers. Um, Paul George, a guy that really stepped up. Um, 8,700, uh, put up an absolutely monster game. Um, so he's a guy that I'm really looking at as one of the higher-priced options uh, on the entire slate. I mean, he's a guy, price tag-wise, certainly going to be a little bit... Um, a little bit of a strain if, if you're trying to get any of the, the higher price guys. But at that price tag, I mean, coming off a game where he put up 33 points, six rebounds, three assists, and a steal, um, he looks rejuvenated um, after his playoff performance. So I like him a lot. Um, he's going to be in, in quite a bit of my lineup, especially in this matchup against the Nuggets. Um, it's going to be a close game. So I like him a lot. Um, and then additionally, you mentioned Kawhi Leonard earlier, 9,800. Um, he's a guy that, that I'm going to have some exposure to as well. Um, he's a guy that, you know, it's, he's coming off a game where, you know, it was an inefficient performance, 26 points, three assists, two rebounds, two steals, um, a 10, and 20, 10 of 26 shooting, which is uncharacteristic for Kawhi. 
So if you get that efficiency up closer to 50%, um, I fully expect him to smash that price tag of 9,800. So I like him a lot. And then as far as value plays, uh, the guy I'm going to be looking at is their new wing addition in Luke Kennard, um, a guy that, you know, is coming into his new team, a new role, uh, priced at 4000 uh, certainly going to be in play for me um, as, as a nice GPP type of option to, to really get some of these price, high price studs in your lineups. So those are the three guys mainly that I'm going to be looking at from, from the Clippers side. What about you? I'm uh, I'm with you. I think I prefer Leonard over George. Uh, George was just stupid cheap that opening night at 7,800. He got a nice little price bump of $900. So I think he's a little, you know, both of them very much in play. I'm expecting the Clippers to come out here like uh, with some with some fire. I mean, they got smacked in the mouth after being up 3-1 uh, and then getting bounced by Denver. So uh, there's been a lot of clamor and going back and forth between these two teams and everything like that. So I expect them to kind of come out here with some fire at 9,800. I do like Kawhi Leonard. I'm not worried about the the you know the rest and minutes or anything like that. I hope some other people are. Uh, he always seems to have some depressed ownership on these kinds of slates where there's multiple studs. So I expect him to be one of the lower-owned, high-priced guys. So I, I definitely have me some interest in Kawhi Leonard. He's my favorite small forward on the slate, and he, I mean, rightfully should be. Um, prefer him over AD. I prefer him over LeBron. So that's kind of where I'm at with him. Uh, Serge Ibaka at 5,400. You know, I, I, I want to see what they're doing with these minutes. We had the, you know, a little bit of rumblings that he was going to start alongside of Ibaka. Uh, I mean, uh, alongside of Zubak in that last one. They, you know, they ended up not doing that. It was Batum that ended up drawing the start. So if he's splitting minutes with Ibaka or with Zubak, I'm sorry, I keep saying these guys names interchangeably but um it's kind of hard to have love for him at that price tag he you know we really need him to uh shoot well we need him to you know be eight and nine from the field to to kind of really pay off and get us to where we want him to so i probably won't have too many shares at the front court here in abaka or zubak it'll be Kawhi leonard uh i could see a stab at lou williams now that there's no more montrezl harold in that backcourt the you know the sixth man of the year uh lou williams should have fair ranges to chuck as much as he'd like um, and I do like your Kennard call because I think more people would probably go to Batum. And I think both these guys make for a good GPP value place. Uh, not necessarily, I mean, Batum probably a little safer in cash. I guess Kennard would probably be the better guy for GPPs. Uh, but, they're, but they're in play. Um, I don't know if I'll end up getting them over some of these other value plays that we talked about. I feel a little safer with them. Uh, but Kawhi Leonard, again, I, I'm going to harp on it again. He's probably one of my favorite plays uh, on the slate and for the Clippers. So that's, that's pretty much all I had for them. Uh, I'm ready to kind of just... Go over to Denver. Um, again, we just talked about these guys having this rivalry match, and it works both ways. Uh, you know that Denver wants to come in here and show them that it wasn't a fluke. Uh, you know, and I don't think you can come back down three games and, and it be considered a fluke. But I'll pass it over to you, Joe Kitch, another guy that we have to look at, priced over that 10K mark, and you know, well worth it. We all know what Nikola Jokic can do. Uh, but the Clippers brought in somebody in their front court in Ibaka to try to hopefully uh, hold off uh, the Joker for a little bit longer. And then we have Murray at 8,500. We all remember how well he played in the bubble. It looks like that price tag kind of carried over to the regular season. But who are you targeting, uh, targeting on this team? Um, I always start with the two high-priced guys because I think everybody wants to know, uh, you know, which priced-up guys are we spending on. So I'll pass it over to you with those two guys. Yeah, for me, I'm looking at Nikola Jokic at 10,100. Um, he's definitely a guy that's going to be one of my favorite plays of the entire slate. Um, he's, he's priced up, but, but I like him quite a bit. Um, he's going to put up some some monstrous numbers, uh, especially in this type of matchup. Um, coming off a disappointing last-second loss, um, unfortunately, to the Kings. So I think he's going to be coming very motivated, 
where he still put up 29, 15, and 14 in three blocks. Just an absolutely monster performance. He's probably the, one of the higher price centers, but well worth a price tag. If, if you can squeeze him in, in this type of marquee matchup at 1030 uh, East, Eastern time, I like him a lot. Um, he's going to be probably my favorite play on the Nuggets side. And then the other guy I'm looking at on the Nuggets um, is Michael Porter Jr. Um, announced a starter right before tip-off last night. I uh, really like him a lot. 6700 is a fair price tag given his, his upside potential. Um, coming in, I don't know if he's going to put up two steals and three blocks in this type of matchup like he did against, the, against Sacramento, but I like him a lot um, as, 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 a mid, as a mid-value option on the entire slate, one of my favorite uh, mid-tier uh, players. So I'm going to have a pretty significant share of Michael Porter Jr., most likely, um, you know, given his price tag is below 7000 I don't know how long that's going to last, so I'm going to have some shares of him. Um, so those are probably my two favorite plays. I'm going to probably fade Jamal Murray uh, just because he doesn't look very comfortable going into this year. Um, he, he put up a dud by every, every sense of the word against, against Sacramento last night. Um, 8500 is a very pricey price tag to play, very expensive price tag to play up uh, a guy like Jamal Murray. Um, so I'll wait for him to, to really start going to get going again a little bit um, offensively before I'll pay that price tag. What about you? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to fade Murray as well. It's a little too rich for me. Um, just some other options I'd rather spend up on. We just talked about it. Like, you know, Kyrie is only $400 more than him. I'll take Kyrie over, over him uh, in a Boston uh, TD Garden return any day of the week. So uh, that's, you know, that's kind of where I'm at with um, – with those two, Jokic, I think, is an absolute fantastic spot. I'll never argue against the Joker. Uh, problem I run into, and I was going to pose to you, is you know who do you think is the better point per dollar play between him and Bam? Because I know that you were on both those guys, and it doesn't feel like we're going to be able to get both those guys in our lineup. So if you had to spend up, are you going all the way up to Jokic, or are you going to go with that little bit of the more mid-tier approach with Bam? Yeah, I think in terms of, of, of builds, um, I'll probably stick with Bam uh, price per dollar. I mean, he's, he's definitely... Uh, a cost savings from that standpoint. Um, and he's a guy that I'll throw in versus Jokic um, in, in order to, to build out and, and bring in some of the other guys and, and the mid-tier price tag. Uh, but, you know, Jokic is certainly going to be in play. And I think he's going to be lower owned only because it, it's a late game of this entire slate. So that's certainly something that to keep in mind. Yeah, and I'm I'm kind of with you. I think the optimal build uh, approach that I've been taking uh, so far when I've been constructing some of these lineups have been spending up on center on either Bam, uh, spending up on Jokic. Um, you know, I do think some of these other guys are very much in play. If you want to take stabs at, you know, Tristan Thompson and guys like that, uh, I I could see it. I talked about Marquise Chris. Um, I'm getting him at utility as well, uh, so I I definitely want to have some shares of him. So it, it's all about your build and what you kind of feel the most comfortable with. Maybe if you're playing uh, like a Jimmy Butler and you want to get your exposure to the Heat that way, and you still want to get someone on Denver, go look for Jokic. You can kind of pair it that way and construct it that way, or vice versa. If you're a Jamal Murray guy, maybe go with Bam. Um, and you know, get your exposure that way. So it's all about your construction and kind of what you feel best with. But um, yeah, probably no Murray for me. Probably won't get too much Porter Jr. Sixty seven hundred. I think that's a very fair price tag. Listen, I I absolutely love this kid. I think he's an amazing talent. I think he's going to be a stud in this league. Uh, but he's going against Kawhi Leonard. He's going against Paul George. So it's not a matchup I want to target. I get it. He cooked against them. Uh, he got his shots up. I, I just don't want to bet on that with other options that we've talked about. You know, Jalen Brown, again, I'm going to keep harping on it, and we can go down a little bit to some other guys. I, I think I even prefer Schroeder over him. So I don't, 
I don't think I'll end up on Porter Jr. Then, you know, some of the other guys I wanted to talk about and maybe look at would be like a Paul Millsap, who, yes, it was an overtime game, but he looked good, played 36 minutes, uh, was very effective. He's only 4,900. I think he's a guy that we can look at. And then maybe even the Will Barton contrarian play. Again, I expect your guy Schroeder to draw some ownership at that price tag and at the same price tag as Will Barton. Uh, he's not the sexiest name. He did just cry when he got shifted over the bench, but uh, he did play some pretty hefty minutes, uh, shot 16 shots off that bench. So I don't mind looking at Will Barton at being a high unit, uh, high usage bench guy. Um, you know, generally when we see these types of guys, they don't draw high ownership. They're pretty down there. So uh, definitely a GPP kind of contrarian play. But that's it for me. It's going to be Joe Kitch. It's going to be Paul Millsap. And it will be a little bit of Will Barton as a contrarian GPP play, man. And, and that is it. And I think that is it for the slate, unless you have anything else to add. No, I, I think I think we we definitely covered off everything. Uh, it's going to be exciting, uh, especially on the Nugget side, Clipper side. It's going to be quite a matchup. So looking forward to it. Absolutely. And if you guys haven't already taken advantage of our fantasy pass over here at Hoopball, check it out. Uh, it's it's absolutely fantastic. It's four ninety nine a month, and that gives you complete access to every single Discord room and all the goodies that we have to offer behind the scenes here at Hoopball. And if this Discord's really, t- it's been awesome, man. I don't know uh, if you've enjoyed yourself in there, but it's just a constant group of guys and girls that we could just talk hoops with. Uh, it's a great group that we have, especially in our DFS room over here. You always have one of our leading pros every single night that's in that room, kind of bouncing stuff up. Uh, they're usually in there from six, at least six to seven. We hang out a little bit afterwards too. Just to chit chat uh but we'll give you up to the minute stuff uh up until lock and be able to help you with some of your lineup decisions and stuff like that and then for the season long you can just jump in there if you have a start sit add drop waiver question trade question whatever it may be uh we'll answer we have pros around the clock that are in there kind of doing their thing so go check it out guys you can find all the information uh at hoop-ball.com for our fantasy pass and if you just want to do the dfs section of it it's only a dollar 99 so i can't imagine how you could spend a dollar 99 a month better uh than getting to hang out with us in the discord and getting to chat it up and we got some uh we got some uh, under the radar stuff coming uh later on in the season as well so uh that's kind of why we are making it very very affordable is because we are growing this thing by the minute uh and that's it so if you guys can you know maybe i know if you're still listening at this point uh give us a nice thumbs up a rate and review um means a lot to us over here uh you know nice little follow on twitter too you can find me at mike apatria m-i-k-e-a-p-o-t-r-i-a dave want to let the good people know where they can find you yeah, absolutely. You can find me at dmank33 uh, on Twitter as well. Absolutely. And then uh, you can find the the podcast, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, iHeartRadio, all over the place. Like I said, subscribe, thumbs up. Uh, five-star review means the world to us, guys, and uh, allows us to get a little bit better and keep providing the best content that we could for you. So uh, that's it. That's all we have for you. I hope everybody has a good holiday and enjoys themselves, whether you're spending it alone to be safe or whether you're spending it with your family. Uh, just be safe either way, and and let's all just try to enjoy it. And, you know, at the very least, we got some good NBA action we could take advantage of uh, all day long. So, uh, Dave, I'm going to do a wild card move here, and I don't know if you're going to be ready for it. I always do this to Brenton. And I feel like it's time for uh, me to throw you through the ringer. And I'm going to let you close this out, my good friend. Absolutely. Uh, thanks, everyone, for, for listening. Uh, we're looking forward to uh, providing some of those, those value plays, high price plays, and hopefully a Merry Christmas all around for everyone playing. Looking forward to it. Have a great one, everybody. Great job, man. Take care, everyone. This has been a Hoop Ball presentation.